Let us help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee. Aren't you back here with us on another edition of the podcast? As always, thanks for tuning into our show. This is Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee of Elevated Retirement Group. What's going on, my friend? How are you? I'm doing well, man. How are you? I'm hanging in there, doing pretty good. Just uh, rocking and rolling, as they say. And I got a great show lined up for us today. I want to talk about uh, sabotaging our own retirement. And I got a couple little metaphors we can tie into this a little bit here, but I've got some good content for people. And at the time of this podcast taping, I wanted to mention really fast that the market is yet again back up. So as we've talked about before on here, I swear this is like a Rocky movie. You know, it just keeps getting beat down and then it gets back up and it gets beat down and it gets back. It's like the original Rocky movie, I should say, Rocky one, because he took a he took a pounding in that one and he got knocked down on the mat a lot and he would get back up. And I swear this market keeps doing the same thing Uh, at the time of this taping. It's back up over twenty seven thousand again. I know it's flat overall, but it just I don't know, just seems kind of uh, what do you think? Do you think that it's a pretty good analogy for this market, at least the last couple of years? I mean, it's become super volatile, right? It's the Fed sneezes or right. something comes out of the <laughs> right. White House and the market's either up 600 points or down. Or down yeah, points. exactly. Yeah. And, it, you know, you you look at look at the volatility and it's becoming the norm. Yeah. And years ago. It, that's true. It is becoming the norm, right? It's like, we're starting to get desensitized to it a little bit, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. I Totally. Oh, man. The market was up another 600 points. Uh, it's, oh, no. It was down 600. Well, wait three days. Yeah, and, right, right. And, and it'll come back. Fundamentally, we still look, the economy looks pretty good, but... Well. There's a lot of emotion right now. Yeah, there is. And, and I wanted to lead off with that because that is usually the number one thing in sabotaging our own retirement, right? With all the things in the financial world that we cannot control, why on earth would you sabotage your own retirement by messing up the things you can control? So we're going to touch on a few of those today. And that's the first one is obsessing about the short-term ups and downs of the market is just a no-no, especially if your time horizon is getting shorter and shorter. Stop worrying about this. It's going to freak you out. Yeah. And a lot of this, I go all the way back to the fundamentals. We talked about this in a previous show that, you know, just having an investment strategy without a plan is just a form of speculation. Right. We talked about that. Yeah. And, and that's really what happens with a lot of people is that they just have an investment strategy and they say, Sean, I'm getting so close to retirement. Uh, my advisor told me, don't worry, markets are going to be fine. But that really makes me nervous or whatever, whatever it may be. And when people start to stress or obsess about the ups and downs short term in the market, it leads me to believe, you know, at least one thing, they don't have a plan. They have no clarity. They have no clearly defined income plan when it comes to their retirement, how they're going to create cash flow, how they're going to withdraw money from their strategies, right. what their tax plan should look like, no real social security strategy. So when I start to see or hear I'm stressing about these things, usually it means that you don't have a clearly defined income plan or clearly defined plan on the back end that's bringing some clarity to your current situation. Because once you have that, some of the short-term stressors go away as far as the ups and downs of the market. Yeah. And I'll play devil's advocate, Sean, and say maybe they do have a plan if they're obsessing about that, but maybe they don't have a lot of confidence in the plan. Uh, We do see that from time to time as well, right? So people will have that. uh, They'll have gotten a plan in place, but maybe they're either not sure about it or they're not being communicated well from their advisor that the plan is working. That's another thought. Right. That could totally be it. It's, you know, my advisor said, I'm going to earn 8%. 
or 10%, yeah, maybe it's an unreal expectation of the plan, or right, maybe right. there's just not a clear understanding of how right, the plan yeah. is going to work. Yeah. A lot of times, yeah. it's those communication factors can really play into how you're feeling about that and cause those stressors. And when, and when it comes to the market, and I know I said, you know, try not to freak out about it. And I know the, somebody's out there listening saying, yeah, but with the closer I get to retirement, I can't help but worry because it's my retirement money. And that's where we roll it back to saying a good, strong plan and working with a good advisor who you're comfortable with and you're having good communication with will help you not necessarily feel that stress as much because you, you, you're trusting in the plan. The plan will work for you you know, as long as you're, you're keeping those communication doors flowing uh, nicely and everything mm-hmm. is kind of working the way it should. So that's one place we can sabotage our own retirement. So keep that in mind. Now, another place, Sean, and this is probably number two, is Social Security. Um, starting it at the wrong time, waiting too late, jumping on it right as soon as you can, all those little things we talk about. But it definitely can factor in if you don't have those conversations about when is it best for me. This is a, a topic that has so much financial marketing around it. Yeah, for and, sure. And, and you hear it all the time. Oh, maximize Social Security. Don't let up to 85% of your Social Security be taxed. There's a lot of that noise that's out there. And when you start to look at taking Social Security, this isn't, yeah, it's a social benefit. I get it. But it should be something that's a, an income stream that's well thought out and used to put less stress on your asset pool and keep more of your money in your pocket than to get a little bit higher in Social Security. So we look at Social Security as a tool to alleviate some of the stress of withdrawing money from your investment portfolio. Yeah, right. And it's it's one puzzle piece, uh, but it can be a big one. And so, yes, there is a lot of marketing tied to that. And so, again, working with your advisor, having a plan that's you know for you uh, is going to let you look at things in there because there's a spousal side, there's a non-spousal side. There's all these different pieces. What is it? Something like 18 million claiming options. I know it's not that many, but it's a, it's a lot of them. Yeah. I mean, they're starting to become fewer and fewer they of are, them just yeah. because of the rules that have changed. But you know, look at Social Security as a tool. Yep. Nothing more than that. You just have to figure out what the right strategy is for you. Don't listen to the noise. Yeah, for sure. All right. So sabotaging our own retirement, uh, much like some of these professional athletes do when they go on Twitter and, and run their yap and then wind up not having a job, uh, you, you can make sure to sabotage right. your own retirement by doing some of these in, things incorrectly. And so let's talk about pretending. Okay. So pretending that the risk of long-term care event or a nursing home stay. That's the big word is a nursing home. That scares everybody um, mm-hmm. is too far off in the future. And you don't, you don't need to think about it. And I get it. Look, I'm, I'm right at 50. And if I don't walk past a mirror, I do not think I am 50. Uh, but then when I look in the mirror, I go, wow, where'd this whole guy come from? So I get it. We all kind of have that ability to push that stuff off in the distance. But if we're really closed in on retirement, Pretending like the chances of us not having a long-term care event are not there is really sabotaging your own retirement because what is it, two out of every three now? Yeah, and uh, I mean, when you look at the long-term care, that that takes everything into account, the two out of three. It's the people that uh, short-term facilities stay for right, rehab. Right, exactly, yeah. But I've seen enough examples and I have enough family examples that I've seen that long-term care affects all ages, you know, from, mm-hmm. from 60 to... The 60-year-old gentleman that was a a client of ours that got early onset Alzheimer's and passed away to my wife's grandfather, who has been in an extended care facility for four years now. Kicking the can down the road isn't a plan. I mean, it sort of is. It's the self-funding option, which is fine. 
But this is one of those areas that are difficult to talk about because we don't want to think that it's going to hit us soon. But you just never know. I yeah. mean, you never know with what could come around the corner. Well, and, and like you said, a long-term care event is not always the thing. It could be assisted living. It could be a nursing home. It could be a shorter term. I think the average for a lot of times is what, two and a half years, three years in a lot of places in the country, mm-hmm. if that happens. So there's a lot of pieces in that that can go into it. But sticking your head in the sand and just saying, well, it's not going to happen to me. It hasn't happened to anybody in my family or blah, 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 is just really setting yourself up to sabotage your own retirement. And not just yours, because if you're the person that suffers from the long-term care event, event, it's really maybe your spouse or your heirs, depending on what you wanted to do with your retirement uh, and your accounts and things that could suffer mm-hmm. because you could deplete, right? You could totally wipe out your spouse's retirement and not even realize it just simply because you're putting off talking about long-term care. Okay. Another place to sabotage our own retirement. My brother's guilty of this one. And that is assuming that because you like your job today and you've liked it for years, you're going to like it tomorrow and the years leading up to retirement. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's life happens. I mean, change happens. You just get tired looking at the person in the cubicle next to you, whatever, right? It's something, you know. Or what if the company sells? Or what if it's a smaller company and the business owner retires and sells it to their their child or whatever it may be, and things start to go downhill? Then it's a, oh, well, maybe I I was planning on working forever. Ah, Maybe I should (laughs) have had a plan B. Right. That allowed me to, or industry changes. I look at different industries that that have, have come and gone because of the big box stores and what they've done. The smaller, you know, my father's a toy toy salesman, like he's a toy wholesaler. And right. he's watched these smaller mom and pa toy stores go away because of the Walmarts and the, you know, the big boys that have come in. Amazon, and sold really toys. everybody. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so industry changes too. So, you know, you got to be able to adjust and, and maneuver with it. Yeah. And, and just don't assume that, again, like you, you like your job today, you're going to like it forever. Um, because as we get closer to retirement, those things do start to creep up on us. And that's all natural. It's all understandable that you're like, oh, I love my job. And then like a year later, you're like, oh, my God, I can't wait to leave. Uh, and a lot of times people will come in and have a conversation and a consultation with Sean. And, and you know, more often than not, I would think, you know, people are like, oh, when they find out the happy news that they could retire sooner than they thought. I imagine more people probably look at that a little heavier than they initially thought they would. They're like, oh, no, I want to keep working. But when it's there and you're able to actually retire and you find that information out, it's got to feel pretty good and make you start contemplating it at least. I've seen it both ways. Okay. And so here's, that's probably one of the, my favorite parts of, of our job when we can get a plan that's customized to an individual that their strategy is going to work. I've seen it where, Hey Sean, I was going to retire at 67, but I can retire a little bit earlier now based on the plan. Cool. I've got a permission slip that if my boss makes me mad, I can just walk (laughs) and and go. The other side to that is we work with another gentleman and we, we gave him a roadmap to retire. That was four years ago. And he said, Sean, I'm loving what I'm doing. Uh, he's a, an ice cream salesman. So he works for an ice cream company that, and, and he distributes, he's a distributor for ice cream. And he's like, Sean, I'm, I'm enjoying this. I love the company. They're great to work for. I'm just going to keep going until it's not fun anymore. Knowing that I've got this permission slip on the back end that I can retire whenever I want. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So a lot of different things that fall into that, you know, depending on what side of the fence that you're on. So again, keep that in mind because it can be a way we sabotage our retirement. And then finally, uh, just not identifying, uh, you know, how much we need to spend the rest of our life and the lifestyle that we want. And that's a piece that we, we often talk about, Sean, is nobody likes the B word for budget, but having a budget together, having a rough idea of what your income and outcome is going to be into retirement helps you identify how to maintain. Because I, I can't imagine too many people come to you and say, I would like, Sean, less of a lifestyle in retirement than I have now. I can't imagine that's very popular. You want to maintain, right. right? Yeah. And I mean, most people want to just live the lifestyle they become accustomed to. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, I look at it and, and building my own personal plan, I want to live the life that I've become accustomed to. I want, I want to be able to do the things that I can currently do. And I don't want to have to reduce my expenses or my lifestyle just to retire because to me, that's not worth it. So what we tell people is do things one of two ways. Look at your current incomes and just plan on that. If your expenses and things are, are much lower, then look at it a different way. You know, Create a budget and then also look at your annual expenses through your bank account. That'll give you a good idea of what you're actually spending. And the bank account will show lifestyle. It'll show all that stuff. So you just take that number and build your plan off of that. 12 months of expenses through your bank account or your credit card statement, you should be in pretty good shape. Absolutely. Yep. So do not allow yourself to sabotage your own retirement. That was our topic today here on the program. There are so many things in the financial world that we cannot control. Uh, make sure the ones that we can, we are taking advantage of. And one of those is uh, talking with an advisor, working with a team that's going to help you get to and through retirement. Uh, and we say all the time, you don't need to talk to just Sean, talk to one or two or three different people. Uh, you know, when you're out there looking around, and you're trying to find that right person, make sure that it's the right fit for you. Of course, Stop in and talk with Sean Lee and the team at Elevated Retirement Group. You may find they're the right fit, uh, but you always want to make sure that it's, it kind of gives you the warm fuzzies as well as the right credentials and the right kind of things that's going to fit you. Things we've talked about before is sometimes there's advisors who are working with the accumulation phase versus the preservation and distribution phase. So just bear all that in mind when you're getting close to retirement. And that's one of the reasons we do our show. Hopefully you learned something useful along the way and enjoyed yourself. So if you did, make sure that you uh, check them out online at retirementelevatedpodcast.com. If this has been shared with you or you've uh, found this through the interwebs, go to the website, retirementelevatedpodcast.com. Subscribe to it on Google or Apple or Spotify or whatever platform of choice you choose. Uh, you can also check out their main website at elevatemyretirement.com. That is elevatemyretirement.com. And you can just call them if you have questions or concerns. 855-50-RETIRE. Before you take any action, always check with a qualified professional like Sean Lee. 855-50-RETIRE. Well, Sean, my friend, thanks as always for being here on the program. I appreciate you, and I hope you have a great week. Hey, thanks, Ben. We'll talk to you soon. We will talk soon right here on Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee of Elevated Retirement Group. Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, and SEC Registered Investment Advisor.